Welcome to the Push Performance Podcast. Welcome to the 30th episode of the Push Performance Podcast. Woo. 30 years old, guys. Today we don't really have a topic, so is there anything anybody wants to talk about? JP, Sportman's on that. How's the offseason going so far, JP? Uh, it's pretty mellow for now. Um, probably after Thanksgiving, everybody will start ramping up and stuff. Um, but it seems like baseball just ended. Like World it Series literally did like a week ago. Yeah. I even, even you feel like guys I are watched, waiting. Like I watched like six innings of the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good World Series. The last yeah. six innings. Uh, the last six innings. I watched right? a lot of highlights, just homers and stuff. And then, the yeah. fun stuff. Do you feel like guys are waiting, like just to wait until the season was over, and then like maybe we should start? Or do they end three or four weeks ago? Guys, like um, depending on like how long they've been in the game and in pro ball, like some understand that they don't need to start super early to get ready. Yeah. And there's some guys that do that or, or if it's, they need to, you know, really change something or work on something yeah. and, and kind of get it ready for, you know, when everything starts to kick off again in February. Um, but I think it just depends on the hitter really. Yeah, I'm looking at our board right now. It's like we have full vote of assessments next week too. And it's like mid November already. You know, the guys have a month and a half jump on some of these dudes, you know? Yeah. It's like, you know what your body needs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And yeah. it's, it's tough. Like I think it's a little different. Like I said, from a hitting standpoint, like certain guys understand, you know? Yeah. They don't need a lot. Of, like, it's crazy that some hitters are different. Like some guys need to take, you know, 200 to 500 swings a day. And some guys need to take three, four rounds, you know, even in early November. I mean, personally, I was a guy that liked to hit more. So, I mean, it's just personal preference. No, something like Torque, though, right, where he yeah. takes all year 80 swings yeah. twice a day. You know, it's like this. Why it's he's, just how you tick. Yeah, it's you how know, he ticks. Like, and I feel like the game somewhat, like, there's, you know, coaches and, and stuff out there that, you know, don't like stuff like that, like being in, like workload, load management and all yeah. that stuff. And, like, I just, I mean, I, I don't want to say I don't believe in it, but I think every hitter needs to do what, makes them feel comfortable and what's going to get them ready to perform, you know? Yeah. Like we have a guy, I'm not going to say anybody who literally season ended right before the world series. And he came in first day, wanted to play catch. Right. And his order said, no, like you need to take three weeks off. He's like, I don't want to, I don't feel like that's good to me. Good for my arm. And, you know, Simon and I were chatting. It's like, Hey, like let's keep your arm moving. I think that's important. Right. But swings a little bit different in my opinion, right. Where you can kind of, step away and like almost clear your head from that. Yeah. Right. You can't, you don't have to like keep your arm in shape per yeah. se on the swing yeah. side. Right. It's like, you ever see like that mental, that mental approach where you like take a step away for two or three weeks. Yeah. I think or, it's a good thing. I mean, yeah, exactly. to be able to kind of like separate a little bit, you know, and especially for guys like that are in the fall league right now that have to like play 142 games and then they got to go play whatever it is, what 50 more or whatever the fall league is like, there is a time to step back and take a little bit of time away and stuff. And, because that honestly, it doesn't take too long to kind of ramp up and get ready, but I mean, I think it just comes with you know what the what the plan is for the off season, not just you know going in and just swinging nonstop just to say like you worked hard, but like having intent behind what you're doing. But taking a hundred shitty swings with no no reasoning behind them. Yeah, you know, taking quality swings and all that stuff. Know your body too. Yeah, know your body because it's like you're a guy who's got back stuff. Or like a hundred swings isn't your thing. 
if you need to swing, go get like meaningful swings in, meaningful reps, be done. Because like now we're chasing back crap. And that goes with college guys. Like college guys want to come in and hit for, you know your guys, they want to come in and hit for two hours after a five hour practice. It's like, yeah. And I think that was like my biggest like transition, you know, when I stopped playing to becoming a hitting coach, like having to teach the younger generation that like you have to work with intent and have a plan instead of just coming in just to tell people, oh, yeah, you know, I work super hard because I'm just nonstop going at it instead of like kind of actually paying attention to what what you're doing and why you're doing it. Yeah. Same thing with lifting because you get guys that are like, oh, I lifted twice today. Why did you do that? <laughs> you Why worked so it? hard today, dude. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. That, that's literally what it is. Wow. You know, because they want to be able to say, you know, that they worked super hard, you know, whether it was good for them or bad for them, you know. But baseball is not a, not a sport where just, just hard work is going to get you somewhere. Like, I'm just working harder than everybody. Like, don't get me wrong, you have to work hard, but like, more is not always better. Well, nowadays, everybody's working hard. This is a matter of what you're doing, is yeah. what it's a difference, right? It's yeah. like, yeah, I'm working hard, but I'm doing dumb shit every time I'm doing it versus like managing workloads or doing movements that's going to transfer over to the cage or the plate, right? Or the mound. Like, yeah. There's different ways to work hard. Like, yeah, you can crush arm farm and uh, do some ab circuits and do all that shit you want too. Yeah, but like you can have fun with it, but like there's got to be reasoning behind it, you know? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people like just think they can go do whatever, the, whatever they're going to do. And if you can train to get better, you can train to get worse, like period, yeah. You know, and that's my one of my biggest mottos I, I live by is like I, I did it in the business aspect is like I just overdid it all the time. I just got burnt out. You know, and it's like I'm worse to my family. I'm worse to you guys. Yeah. You know, if I take a step back now, it's like I'm enjoyable to be around. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. Don't, don't ask Ashley. Don't, don't, don't toot your own horn. Or my wife, but or your wife. Yeah. don't toot your wife's horn. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a home a little bit more, and she probably hates me, but whatever. <laughs> so now that we're getting going, like, what's what's your guys? Well, this is our what second off season technically. I mean, kind of really our first real off season, yeah. right? But yeah. Like, yeah, we had two off seasons combined. We had two off seasons <laughs> yeah. combined. We had no clue. Everybody's running around with their heads cut off. Yeah. What part what, of the what separates like the off season to like our normal like routine when all guys are in season? Like, what do you guys find is like most enjoyable? working with all the pro guys and stuff. I think just the way each guy moves differently, right? It's like you got every guy is a new puzzle, you know, and just looking at like film from the, over the season, how they did over the season, why, what trends they had over the season, you know, and looking at like why they move and why those things happen. You know what I mean? Versus saying, hey, like, this group's going to do riff and elevate split squats today because you're a pitcher, and this group's going to do RD, single leg RDLs today because you're a position player. You know, it's like there's an actual trend of what we're doing and having the ability to talk about, like, the conversations we have or with Simon or, just like, hey, or like, looking at their scouting reports or their, their baseball savant or whatever you want to call it and look at, you know, like, hey, he was really heavy on pull side. And like, he's super rotational in the gym, so let's get him to stop rotating and get him a little more directional or – Whatever it may be, you know what I mean? And I think that's more the funnest part for me at the beginning of the offseason because you're learning about the movement of why they did what they did during the year. Does that make sense? Yeah. And you're kind of setting that 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 ground for the offseason. You know, yeah, we're gonna crush weight, we're gonna do fun shit, but yeah, we're gonna this is what you did during the story or during during the season and in your assessment process tells a story. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I mean, that's that's my that's what I'm excited for. Like this offseason, like now we had a real year for minor league guys. First year we ever had minor league guys play in in Arizona, Colorado. Obviously, you know, we had guys playing for years, but and then a lot of new guys made made their debuts this year, right? So we had a ton of debuts this year, and having that data to go fall back on after a full season, both minor league and big league levels, you know, we have more data and we're at more capabilities to see like trends they fell under. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. I would say the same thing, but also just being able to like talk to coordinators and stuff like that, because all the guys, especially like the high the guys that are in double A, triple A guys that are on the brink of making the big leagues, being able to hear what their coordinators have to say or hey, this is what is separating them because we don't get to see them play in season. We get to look at stats and maybe a couple videos here and there. But being able to talk to the guys that do get to see them all season, figure out what worked for them in season. Um, kind of things that came up on a daily basis that the athlete may not tell us because it's kind of a different story between athletes. Some athletes are super open about telling us what was going on during the season. Other guys are a little bit more closed off and like, oh, I just want to get after the season because they don't want to, they want to skip over all the stuff, all the mobility and breathing stuff. Um, but just being able to talk to the coordinator, talk to pitching coordinators, strength coordinators, and, and figure out what they want to see from their guy when he gets back for spring training. Um, and then being able to kind of fill the gap with what I see that I think he needs, and then also being able to fill the gap of what their coordinator thinks he needs as well, or what he needs. So what? So what goes? What happens? This conversation yesterday that was like, what happens when an org tells you, we really want this guy to do an exercise, and we preferably, you know, don't think he's ready for it. Like, what do we do then? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just put Taylor right in the fire. Love that. Well, I definitely like taking into consideration what the guy I talked to yesterday, um, taking into consideration to what he was talking about. Um, and I kind of put it like into play a little bit in one of the guys' programs. And I was like, okay, like this guy is actually good at this exercise. Like he, he would be fine kind of moving on, but trying to take it slow because these guys also did just come off a long season, especially guys that were kind of, especially guys that had a lot going on between being in the big leagues, down in AAA, big league, AAA, guys that are being constantly sent up and sent down. Um, but just kind of grooving them into those patterns. Some guys, that's the other thing is some guys come in and they're a lot ready to do higher level exercises and put in more complicated positions. Whereas some guys, it's like, they come in, it's like, all right, well, we're going to start with an ISO lunge and that's going to be it. So being able to kind of figure out where these guys are at, okay, this, these are the steps I'm going to take to get him to this position. Um, and then also being able to talk to Simon and also having guys talk to Nick, um, and see Austin and, get their PT assessments done and see, be able to see them daily to see where they're at, how they're improving. Um, and, and then just be able to kind of formate or build a plan that will get them from point A to point B, which is where their strength coordinator wants to see them. But I'm not going to give a kid anything that I don't think is going to benefit them. Yeah. Um, especially just trying to throw something on them that's way too early. I think it's just important too. Like that's what we need to have our spreadsheets and our and our programs and all that stuff to give to the to orgs, right? Like we have their PT report and our strength report, their throwing report or their hitting report, all that kind of stuff formulated into the spreadsheet. It's like, here, this is why, right? This is literally why we said no to this this pattern, right? And then you say like, look at, look, and then you can throw a video link on there and like look at them throw. The more you can, like I told you on the phone last night, like. The more you can say this is why we're doing this in the weight room to achieve this on the field, like if you look at the way he moves on the field, the better 
buy-in you're going to get from the org. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you have to be able to defend yourself. And yeah. vice versa, if Taylor or anybody had chosen an exercise that an org might not have, you had to be able to have the data to go, hey, like, this is why this actually is a good thing for him to do. Because, again, you don't want him to, Johnny to go back to whatever team and say, hey, yeah, I was doing this. I really loved it. And all of a sudden, the org's like, why would you do that? That's a terrible exercise. And, like, you go, hey, like, he's, he's by the book, by the data, he can do that. And it goes back and forth, and it covers your bases. And, like, you know, you can use it to prevent yourself from getting in trouble or whatever, because, God forbid, something bad happens. But at the same time, you get to say, hey, he was here, now he's here. Like, he's he's better. And that's, to me, that's my favorite part, is watching guys come in. And these are elite athletes. Like, these aren't high school kids. Like, again, I love working with high school kids. But when you have a pro guy that's already up there, and then you take him just a touch more, like, that's – also, the fact, like, sport, you can back me up on this. Like, it's not like crushing them in the weight room. If you're like, send me like, that's a eight year bet, right? It has sustainability in a big league. It's like, we're not trying to get them like leaps and bounds better. Yeah, yeah you're not trying to make we're, him go from 85 to 95. No, we're right? trying to get him maybe one tick on a fastball or play three more games in the field every every year. You know what yeah. I mean? And that that's what makes them more money. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like we're trying to blow out and like, hey, like let's put 500 pounds on the deadlift bar and, you know, do some sumo deadlifts and banded sumo deadlifts and, you know, to jump out the building. You know, it's like, let's... That's where the data is important because it's like, okay, you can take the pitching assessment and the PT assessment and our assessment and go put it together and or even a hitting guy. But hey, this is why if he does this, he goes from, if he can work on being able to stay on his backside just a touch better on off-speed pitches or whatever. Batting average will go up however much. And some sport he sees tells you, and you can change it, and you go, okay, that makes sense. His, his assessment says the same thing. You work on it, and boom. Then, theoretically, average goes up. Home yeah. runs, whatever. I mean, in the perfect world, like, JP, we've tra- taught before, like, we would love to have most of you guys train with us be- for that reason, right? Yeah. But, like, at some point, like, we know that's not realistic, you know? Yeah. And, like, for us, like, we don't – you know, so if a hitting guy reaches out to us, we'll give them info. I imagine the same thing to you if they're other, other strength guy. Like, how do you correlate that, that stuff with a guy that's, like, not lifting with us? Not in the offseason, but even in season, right? And, it's mo- and you see a movement issue. Like, how, I, that's something I want to know. Like, somebody, somebody that's, like, at the big league level, you see a movement block, right? I know you've probably seen that before. Like, yeah. what do you, how do you address that? Try to just have a conversation with them to, like, give them, like, you know, notes or, or what it is that I see that he needs to take back to, you know, whether it's his PT or where, where he needs to, where he trains at, like yeah. that this is this is a place or a move that you need to be addressing in the weight room or in your PT. You know, I'm trying to just keep that open channel of like conversation to not, um, to just be able to have that you know, conversation with them because they it, it's important and imperative for you to like make an adjustment as a hitter. You know what I mean? And I'm dealing with it with a guy right now, you know, who just came off a of hip surgery and a lot of things are starting to creep into a swing that's kind of taking him out of who he was beforehand, you know, and, and just kind of keeping that channel open to, you know, have conversations and stuff and try to be on the same, you know, page as, you know, whoever it is he is working with. You know, and I think that that's, that's important because you don't want to create that like, you know, animosity there no, with sure. like all different things. Like there is still just one goal in mind and it's to put that player. In yeah, sometimes like you would see like, but you got to put your ego away. Mm-hmm. Right. And 
sometimes if you were to say like for example like if you were to say hey like his hip ir sucks like we can fix it and then i'm programming for him like fuck you dude like yeah. like i've been working with this guy you know what i mean like yeah some kind of humility but like hey like cool like what i see in the weight room is different than what i see in this swing you know and like people need to realize that like yeah your assessment on the table does some most of the time does not tell you what he's doing on the mount or on the, in the box yeah you know it's more that's dynamic why, that's why there's a dynamic part of the assessment well, yeah, it's not just yeah, the table yeah, yeah exactly like you could have hip all the hip IR in the world on the table, then he has zero hip IR and extension yeah. in the box. You know what I mean? Yeah. And but then you just have the conversation of like, hey, this is like have video, you know, like exactly. show, say, hey, this is look, this is what's happening. This is why he's coming out of this certain position. And then it gives you, you know, more of a feedback on like, okay, well, maybe I can in- implement something different that'll put him in a better position there or create more stability in that backside or whatever it is, you know. Um, but I think that so far my off season has been that is helping a dude who is coming off a major surgery and, you know, finding new ways to kind of put him in better positions because, you know, look, things like that and surgeries take you out of who you were beforehand. And it's hard to, you know, get back to that. Yeah. It'll be real hard. Yeah. That's tough. Taylor, got anything on that? I see you processing over there. Processing everything. What are you thinking about? He's thinking about Yellowstone. Ooh. <laughs> oh, it's so Ooh. good. Yeah, did you watch? I'm, only, I'm, only, on episode, I'm only on season two. I'm only on season two. Don't okay, yeah, thank oh you. I, I'm only on season rewatching when actually they're starting back in season one. I could have yeah, ran through a brick wall. Yeah, I could have yeah. watched that episode after the first 30 minutes of that episode. Can we just not talk about DJ, how are you still on season two? Yeah, do you have a good excuse like I do? What do you got? I have two kids. Yeah, I finished season one through three. I'm I'm restarting for her. Like, that's just stupidity. No, 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 it's smart. What's it's a, a what's a series bad. for me? It's Entourage. What series have you have you overwatched like a thousand times? Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights. Stranger yeah. Things. Stranger How I Met Your Mother. Entourage. I've seen My Entourage God. fifteen times. Me too. And it's the best. Is it, is it not yeah. the best series Friday ever? Yeah. I can't watch it's HBO Max no. like, without seeing with, without hearing the sound and thinking about Entourage, and I instantly think of Entourage. The best show created. ever created. What's yeah. it about? I wanted to do. I wanted to live that life so much. Yeah. My and wife and I first met her. Who you are? Oh, Ash. <laughs> have you ever seen Entourage? She's like, is that about Jay Z? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, show. Oh, well, I thought Jay Z rolled around in Entourage. <laughs> I was like, no. So, I mean, how would you put it? It's like a guy. It's about Mark Wahlberg's life. Yeah. It's so really. It's like a real life. Really? Like they came from they came from New York, like him and his three mothers, and they just make it in LA as yeah. like movie. As like movie it's just their story, it's just, it's just their life. Like There's him, a movie too. It's awesome. him, his not biological brother who is trying to be an actor, but he's just bad. <laughs> yeah, Terrible. it's it's so funny. It's, it's hilarious, good. and it's so well written. I think Game of Thrones too is up there with. I've never seen Game of Thrones. You wow. haven't? I haven't either. So much content. I haven't either. No, you gotta hold out on that one. Wow, it's good. I feel like I've, I'm just so far out on Game of Thrones. Like it's been so long. Like I can't. Yeah, I pride myself in yeah. not watching Game of Thrones. I'm, I'm exactly the same. Same thing. <laughs> it's good. It's I really love. Good. I love being the guy. Like, nope, haven't seen it. I remember one one day, Jordan or uh, Taylor came in here. I was like, he was like hella tired, and I was like, what's wrong? He was like, oh, I stayed up to like. 3 a.m. watching Yellowstone. Whatever it was, you literally can't click off, dude. It's like, the best show I've seen yeah, in a long time. Yellowstone's an amazing TV show. 
I, like, I agree. I, I, I'm not saying I don't enjoy it. I'm like, just on season two. Like, it, it has it has the push report of uh, push performance approval, like a hundred percent. And they're coming out with the other yeah, one, eighteen eighty three. Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw. Yeah. Yeah. Did we it? get sponsored? It's kind of the same concept. They're doing like the pre like pre Yellowstone. So like when so it's, so, so it's when John, his dad, when he was younger, and Tim McGraw's his dad. It's yeah, like how the Dunn family. Like, Tim McGraw's. Why are they doing it while Yellowstone's still fire? No, it's like fire so, no, it's not out yet. Not you don't know out. that. You haven't seen the full season. Then they're doing another one. The it's third like, season or fourth season? Four. We're going on a tangent. I'm way behind. Yeah, you're way behind. I, I finished it in like two okay. weeks. Same question, but movies. What's the movie or movie series that you can always rewatch? I got mine. I don't really have one. Movies? Movie? You guys don't do that with movies? No. Don't watch movie series. No. They Harry Potter. I was going to say Harry Potter. Gonna say, yeah. I've seen like, every one of them 15 times. I've, I've, I've seen them all 15 watched. times, read all There's the books. Game of Thrones? Or There's going to be a lot of like, people actually Hunger Games. Hunger Games, Hunger Games so pretty good. They're going to be like critiquing our movie and TV show oh, selection. Yeah. Especially Harry Potter. That gets a lot of uh, attention Harry. when people like Harry Potter as much as you, I do. Harry Potter It's so weird bad. how much people hate on Harry Potter. Like it's And it's so unfounded. And you get into the Lord of the Rings debate and all this stuff. Have you seen Hunger Games? Yeah. What did you think of that? It's good. Harry Potter does like. Harry Potter is just like up there. I've never never really gotten to Harry Potter. Watch it with Uh, one movie. How about about you take a month off? Call it June. And we'll just do that. Call it June. (laughs) And just you catch up on all this stuff. It's hot to stay inside. Yeah. That is the Spider Man. What movie are you talking about? The new Venom movie. It sucked. But the end trailer was. Got me excited for the new. So what do you got on Marvel then? You like Marvel? I love Marvel. Are we, are we live? I love I'm pretty it. sure it was how many months ago? Three, four, where we just binge watched it. Well, I had COVID. Yeah, I went through it. I might have finished at least two thirds of it in a week. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't doing. A whole I think lot. you were like one, one or two behind me. Yeah. Because I started it, and then you. Yeah, started you started, it. and I was like, Wait, how was this turn You're a big movie. I know. Oh. oh my god, you're, you're a no huge player. movie. Yeah. Guy. Yep, that's all I do. Yeah. Like, I, I just, they get funnier and funnier. Like, if it's yeah. a comedy, like, the more I watch it. Like, I've seen Grown Ups 1 and 2, like, 15 times each because I just, it's just funny every yeah. single time. Oh, yeah. Like Tropic, Tropic Thunder, Blades yeah. of Glory. Blades doesn't matter how many times. It's always funny. Yep. How do you find your movies that you, like, want to watch, like, and then you just go Tropic all in on it? I literally just every streaming thing yeah. I have and I just scroll through it all and I'm like, oh, that looks good. I'm like, I'll watch that tonight. This is random. Like, there's nights that I watch like oh, two, I three movies like, oh. just because like, yeah. it's, and like, funny that you say that. 2019 when I got hurt and I was in a cast, I could, literally couldn't do anything. I used to drive to the movie theater by myself when I was back home, go to a movie, peek out to see if they were like looking and I would hop in another movie theater to see another movie that was showing like five minutes after the one. <laughs> it's actually yeah. kind of nice to go sit in a movie theater by yourself and watch a movie yeah, and then go good. watch other movies afterwards. The yeah. first time back in the theater after COVID, so I was like, wow, this is nice. Yeah. 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 You can get, yeah. Now there's movie theaters nowadays, you got like food, drinks. Yeah. Yeah. You have wine at yours. Mm-hmm. You have wine at yours? Yeah. She told me that was like, what, your, what was your first movie back from COVID? Cruella. Yeah. Me too. But it was yeah. so good. Yeah, it was a good movie. Yep. Yeah. That was really good. Same. Yeah, it was great. Ten out of ten. Yeah, that was great. That was a great movie. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's an AMC over by me. It's literally dying. Same like they me. just come right to you at your seat and you order food. And How's the food? Amazing. How is it? It's not a gone yet. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Scottsdale fine dining at the movie. But it's decent. You're gonna get a hot dog. <laughs> like it's a hot dog. Like what do you want? You get like a margarita pizza or something. Yeah, yeah you can get bread. like just usually get food. How, how's the food? How's the food? How's the food? See, you know, you know where my life is on, what is it, tomorrow or Friday? Tomorrow's Thursday. So Saturday, I think. Friday. Maybe maybe Saturday after baseball game. I'm going to see Clifford the Big Red Dog. In theaters? Ooh, in the theaters. Have, have, see have you seen the previews for that, though? Yeah. It actually looks legit. Easton wants to see it, so I was like, Dad, after baseball, let's go watch Clifford. I was like, I used to watch Clifford as a kid. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's it actually looks funny. It actually looks funny. It. it actually looks funny. What's the appropriate age for you to take them to go see like Star Wars and Harry Potter? Well, Maverick fine. is yeah. now four. When he was two, is obsessed with Bumblebee. So you yeah, watch Bumblebee and Transformers. Yeah, I, I Bumblebee probably watched that movie. I'm not lying to you, forty times. Wait, the you Bumblebee, watch it for wait, the Bumblebee with Mark Wahlberg? No, Transformers. No. Yes. Wait, Mark Wahlberg? Oh, the yeah. Transformer one. The Transformers. There's like the Bumblebee Transformer movies. There's a lot of them. The 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 movie Bumblebee. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's what. Yeah, that's. At first, I thought you were talking about the people. That's, that's with Wahlberg. Wahlberg. I can't keep track because they got a new person in every. No, chance. Mark Wahlberg's not involved. Shia LaBeouf, no, Megan Fox. No. Yeah. The first Transformer, Transformers is the best one. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Yeah. CGI was that's good. I don't have to watch them. Dude, they're great. Uh, like, my kids were obsessed with them. I should watch those. Which ones? Just the Transformers. Do you remember Pirates of the Caribbean? Mm-hmm. Yes. Those were good. Great. And great ride at Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah, so good. It's true. I thought yeah. those were so good. Oh yeah, they're all. You have Disney there. Plus? No, that's your problem. Ashton, I have two girls on my plate. Anyone who doesn't have <laughs> Disney Plus, I've, I've got like. You watch Yellowstone for forty-two oh, hours a day. Okay. Housewives. Housewives. Bachelor. Bachelorette. Bachelor. A lot of my Paradise. Kids. Do not hate on any of those. Those true. are all good. True. Except for the you post something that you're watching, watching Bachelor. Yeah. Yeah, you did post that. You were just it's just an excuse to like get with your friends. You know, it's like not I was that good. I wondering what Wes was doing that whole time. He was at all. Every time he was skipping out <laughs> on basketball, he was watching Nashville. Love, he love you don't love Island. Island. I like Love Island. You do? Love Island was great. It's okay. They're just kind of thirsty. But so are they. That's why I like it. Kind of, yeah. It's okay. all right, though. Let's steer back to Anna. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Six-year-old would get a job at, like, IMP or whatever. Yeah, yeah and like rotten tomatoes because I would love to do that as a job. Yeah, yeah. That would be so fun. You work. You guarantee you work from home. Movie creating, yeah. Sit oh, there. Yeah. oh, yeah. You tell you me they're making that. You can do that part time, huh? Oh, yeah. You can totally do that part time. That's it. We're wrapping it up. Still 20 minutes. That's a quick one. Is that it? Yeah, we're good. 20 minute, 20 minute chill session.